looked stubborn for a moment, then caved in. All right, I'll go, he said reluctantly. Mickey opened the door. There was a low rumble of noise from the rest of the house, but no masters to be seen in the corridor. He darted into the next room. Edward followed. Hello, Hebrews, Mickey said. Two of the boys were playing cards at the table. They glanced up at him, then continued their game without speaking. The third, Fatty Greenborn, was eating a cake. His mother sent him food all the time. Hello, you two, he said amiably. Want some cake? By God, Greenborn, you eat like a pig, Mickey said. Fatty shrugged and continued to tuck into his cake. He suffered a good deal of mockery, being fat as well as Jewish, but none of it seemed to touch him. His father was said to be the richest man in the world, and perhaps that made him impervious to name-calling, Mickey thought. Mickey went to the window, opened it, and looked around. The stable yard was deserted. Fatty said, What are you fellows doing? Going swimming, said Mickey. You'll be flogged, Edward said plaintively. I know. Mickey sat on the windowsill, rolled over onto his stomach, wriggled backwards, and then dropped the few inches onto the sloping roof of the washhouse. He thought he heard a slate crack, but the roof held his weight. He glanced up and saw Edward looking anxiously out. Come on, Mickey said. He scrambled down the roof and used a convenient drain pipe to ease himself to the ground. A minute later, Edward landed beside him. Mickey peeked around the corner of the washhouse wall. There was no one in sight. Without further hesitation, he darted across the stable yard and into the woods. He ran through the trees until he judged he was out of sight of the school buildings. Then he stopped to rest. Edward came up beside him. We did it, Mickey said. Nobody spotted us. We'll probably be caught going back in, Edward said morosely. Mickey smiled at him. Edward was very English-looking, with straight fair hair and blue eyes and a nose like a broad-bladed knife. He was a big boy with wide shoulders, strong but uncoordinated. He had no sense of style and wore his clothes awkwardly. He and Mickey were the same age, sixteen, but in other ways they were very different. Mickey had curly, dark hair and dark eyes, and he was meticulous about his appearance, hating to be untidy or dirty. "'Trust me, Pilaster,' Mickey said. "'Don't I always take care of you?' Edward grinned, mollified. "'All right, let's go.' They followed a barely discernible path through the wood. It was a little cooler under the leaves of the beech and elm trees, and Mickey began to feel better. "'What will you do this summer?' he asked Edward. "'We usually go to Scotland in August. "'Do your people have a shooting box there?' Mickey had picked up the jargon of the English upper classes, and he knew that shooting box was the correct term even if the house in question was a fifty-room castle. "'They rent a place,' Edward replied. "'But we don't shoot over it. "'My father's not a sportsman, you know.' Mickey heard a defensive note in Edward's voice and pondered its significance. He knew that the English aristocracy liked to shoot birds in August and hunt foxes all winter. He also knew that aristocrats did not send their sons to this school. The fathers of Winfield boys were businessmen and engineers rather than earls and bishops, and such men did not have time to waste hunting and shooting. The Pilasters were bankers, and when Edward said, My father's not a sportsman, he was acknowledging that his family was not in the very highest rank of society. 
It amused Mickey that Englishmen respected the idle more than people who worked. In his own country, respect was given neither to aimless nobles nor to hard-working businessmen. Mickey's people respected nothing but power. If a man had the power to control others, to feed or starve them, imprison or free them, kill them or let them live, what more did he need? What about you? Edward said. How will you spend the summer? Mickey had wanted him to ask that. Here, he said, at school. You're not staying at school all through the vacation again. I have to. I can't go home. It takes six weeks one way. I'd have to start back before I got there. By Jove, that's hard. In fact, Mickey had no wish to go back. He loathed his home and had done since his mother died. There were only men there now. His father, his older brother Paolo, some uncles and cousins.